this is the Stormy Willow Podcast, a light-hearted, balanced examination of the paranormal. Hello, listeners. Sarah here with Stormy Willow. And Adele here, also with Stormy Willow. Woo! Happy Friday! Oh, TGIF. Oh, TGIF. How are you, Adele? I'm good. I've had a few drinks waiting for this meeting to start. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you how I am. I'm disappointed. Are you disappointed or just a fucking pointed? I'm just a fucking pointed, and I'm gonna tell you why. So, what? one, I had to run some quick errands before we got on today, and you know, I really pride myself on my Halloween decor. And I have been outdone by, like, almost every single fucking house. Really? brought it this year. My little house, my little witch hats, it's child's play. It's just like, oh, that's cute. You basically just put out a Halloween flag. That's how much these people have brought it. Everyone. Wow. Like, everyone where I live has brought it. I'm talking lights, inflatables inflatable spiders hanging from roofs i'm talking like flying witches i'm talking skeletons that are bigger than my house like i mean brought it well you're still you're still winning versus my neighborhood thus far it's just me and one house on the corner wow that's it well, I'm telling you, like, and when I thought I already saw all the good houses, I took a little shortcut home. I'm like, what the hell is this? I mean, it looks like a haunted house in their front yard. I'm like, this is, like, I really felt bad about myself, if you want to know the truth. And then, um, if you guys are uh, follow us on Instagram, you'll have to check out our merch that I received today. And how crappy that looks. <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better. I, I'm sorry, but... Do you think maybe you sent them a low-res image? I, I, listen, I, I'm not going to blame the person that actually did it. I'm fully going to blame myself, um, which is why you're going to have another job to do. But I just want you to see, and, and we might, I'm thinking we might, instead of doing stickers, maybe we'll start a stamp collection. Because if you're watching um, on YouTube, I'm putting up our sticker, our decal. <laughs> Adele looks like she's about to vomit. It looks so bad. Um, but I mean, I'm thinking we can start a sticker collection. I don't know, but it's not at all what we envisioned. And so we're, I'm just a little like, really? And again, I think it's me. I think it's how it's a hundred percent. I placed the order totally incorrectly. It's me. <laughs> it's not the producer. I want to be, I want to be a hundred percent clear. It's not the person that made it. It's the person that ordered it. And I am that person. So I'm mad at myself once again. <laughs> I fucked up Halloween and I fucked up our merch. So. <laughs> I'm still gonna slap one on my hard shell uh, suitcase. I don't care. I mean, nobody's gonna know what the hell it is. I will. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I identify my bag. Did you see a stamp? That's mine. <laughs> a stamp with a willow tree and lightning. That, That's that me. was mine. That's that mine. silver bullet over there with the willow tree and lightning. <laughs> So, so yeah, so you know, I'm 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 feeling disappointed on this uh, on this spooky recording day. Hopefully, our jackets drip. Yeah, we also ordered some matching jackets, and they shipped, and we didn't get to preview them, so we're a little nervous about that. I mean, so 
I know that they got a high res logo though, because I submitted it. So basically, if they turn out the way they're supposed to, then Adele's gonna be doing all of uh all why, of the why do I feel like you probably took a screenshot of the image and sent it to them instead of attaching the high res image? Wait, is yes. that what happened? Maybe. Probably. Probably. Oh lord. That's why I CC you on all the orders. It's okay, you work in banking. You don't work with stuff like that. I don't work with stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, this is just a real cluster, and it's 100% my fault. So I'm so sorry. Anyway, guys, do you want some free stamps? Um, we have 100. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you would like a stamp, um, I mean, we can't pay to, like, mail them to you, so you have to send us, a, like, a self-addressed... <laughs> you have to send us a self-addressed stamp envelope, and we'd be happy to send you some. <laughs> we will try to pass our... Okay, we have 50 to give away, and we will try to send 50 disguising our stamps as stamps. <laughs> I want to talk to my mail person and be like, hey... Hmm do with this <laughs> i'll give you five of these oh. if you can say I this mean, is one stamp <laughs> yeah they'll be like okay. get out of here <laughs> that, lady over there that, for you. that lady over there that sings share that one with the lame thing. witches hats yeah the, the one with the shitty halloween decor she's trying to pass off these stupid stickers as stamps. <laughs> man that's a federal crime <laughs> you're trying to counterfeit stamps yeah yeah <laughs> Today's just been a real, real fuck up. That's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, are you enjoying spooky season? Yeah, and I actually had a pretty good time. Well, good, good for you. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to bring the balance, so yeah. I'm happy that I could do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, um, do we have any fun events or are we still just like everybody going checking out their local haunts? Actually, I'm switching it up. I'm not okay. covering events today. Uh -oh. um, this might be a clue to what's coming up. We've been hinting around at something very special we're doing at the end of the month. Um, in case you didn't know, shout out. I work for Directions Research based in Cincinnati, Ohio. I work remotely in Albuquerque. And um, we have this awesome, awesome omnibus rapid survey program that I work on. And uh, some of our friends on there, shout out to Epitron, was so kind to put some paranormal questions in the national survey this week. What? Okay, she's so, so Adele, you're surprised at me. I didn't know that you about this, so okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if any of you out there need any type of business decision insights, directions, research, we're here. But Accelerant Program, we can get you rapid results within 24 hours. And if you get a dashboard, yours truly, me, created that for you. How about that? Um, so, shameless, shameless plug, directions is awesome and obviously a lot of fun. So, Ed surprised me and threw some paranormal uh, questions just for fun as an internal survey, but it went across the United States, so there ended up being 1,036 people in wow. the survey nationwide. So do you want to hear some of the questions and results? Yeah, I do. All right, so uh, question one was, have you ever had a paranormal experience? Mm. 
any guesses at how many people nationwide said that they did or have recently? I'm going to say at least 50% of those questioned. 28%. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's actually more what okay. I thought. Maybe like a, you know. Okay. Okay. I was thinking a quarter to like a third or something. I had high hopes. I had higher hopes. Yeah, so 28% indicated yes, they have had a paranormal experience of some sort. Okay, I like it. And then a follow-up to question to the question of those who answered yes, the question was, was it a positive or negative experience? What do you think? More people on the positive side or negative? I'm gonna say positive. You were absolutely right. I was it, it was overwhelmingly positive. 69% of people said it was actually a positive experience. So Nice! I'm glad I to hear that. I think that's a testament to, you know, not all this stuff is so spooky. Some of it can actually be quite pleasant. And then uh, I think you're gonna like this one. Um, we didn't ask about everything possible, but which of the following do you believe are real? And it's a few categories and specific cryptids and whatnot. Oh. Um, Sadly enough, the majority was 37% said they don't believe in any of these. What? You're uh, living, you're living in it. No, you're living under a rock. Okay, whatever. They're definitely not our listeners. <laughs> definitely, they definitely won't be getting these nice little stamps. Right. <laughs> and they wouldn't appreciate them anyway. That's right. <laughs> well, a tied second place. Okay, so that was 30%. 37% that said they don't believe in anything. A tie for 36% said they believe in ghosts and UFOs. Okay, I was I was gonna ask about UFOs. Um, yes. I thought that would be one of the highest, but I'm really excited that a lot of people believe in ghosts too, just about the same um, number. And you know what's interesting, and Adele, I know you and I, like the stuff that we've watched and we listen to in podcasts, I feel like people that have encounters with um, UFOs and um, and aliens tend to have more than one experience. And sometimes it's with other aliens or it opens us up to this whole paranormal world. So I feel like sometimes those people get both. You know what I mean? Like it, one, one opens the portal to the other or something. So yeah, that's true. Very interesting. That's true. It's interesting. That's it's so exactly cool. tied to, right? Yeah. That, that's that a good observation. So cool. I love um, it. And then really quickly, um, and then after that, 32% said they believed in aliens. 18% claimed to believe in witches. Which, okay. Like, yeah, they're real. 13% believe in Bigfoot. Come on, people. He's my fave, Big guys. Billion. He's out there. He's, He's out, out there. there. Oh, mom's gonna be disappointed. Only eight percent believe in Loch Ness monster. Oh, we cover Loch Ness. Yeah, six percent vampires, six percent dragons, and only four percent zombies. Well, until they listen to your episode, on that's zombies. right. Hey, I redefine <laughs> zombies, folks. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what you think of that. <laughs> wow. Um, and then last but not least, like this was just a fun question. I like that they threw this in here. Is do you like horror movies? 63% of people said yes. I believe it. They're fun. I love them. And, and how many people said they listened to the Stormy Willow podcast? <laughs> oh, that was conveniently missing. But um, <laughs> anyway, that was really fun. Thank you so much, Ed, for throwing this in oh here. And guys, shout out to Ed Tron. He's on LinkedIn. If you're ex- 
if you're interested in these Ed, rapid surveys. Ed, like, thank really you fun. so much for that. That completely surprised me. It, um, thank you for that. Uh, that was pretty cool. I, I love to see where everybody kind of falls, you know, on, on that, because some people are obviously like us, like big time believers. And then you definitely have a lot of skeptics out there. So yeah. very yeah. awesome research to do on the fly. Like, wow. Yeah. So oh yeah. Th this literally so went in the field yesterday. This is insane. Yeah. Well, so, um, so much. anyway, thank you so much, Ed. And, uh, on the cool scale, I would say directions gets 100. <laughs> directions gets 100 plus percent. Yeah. And what a cool company. Uh, so cool. I love it. Thank you, directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was a fun replacement because, yes, everybody is so into their own little things going on around. Yeah. There's pumpkin patches. I'm sure even parties at this point, like, Heck just yes. eat it up, savor it, enjoy it. Love it. it. I am doing a murder mystery. Ooh. Next weekend. You're not taking mom, are you? No. So you're she... taking me. Unfortunately, mom would solve it too early. She so would. it's probably better. It's like, mom, <laughs> I'm sorry. It hadn't even we're, we're just having hors d'oeuvres and you solved it. Get out. She's like a real life Angela Lansbury, which I want to also give a shout out to you who passed this week. Um, as you guys know, I am the biggest murder she wrote fan. I love Angela Lansbury so very much. So um, we lost the queen of staying curious. I feel like <laughs> she was a good one. She was um, a good one. Our mom is very much like Murder, She Wrote. She's, she's quick. She's quick. She's very, very smart. So I don't think she would be a very good um, person to take to a, a murder mystery. She let us pack it up. It's done. Already solved it. I should just like, tell by the way you looked. I've seen this a million times. Do you know how many <laughs> novels I've read about this? like just like classic Portia the murder yeah <laughs> and this is how I figured it out and it was yeah and it would be like clue like you know it was like, doo, 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 doo. no we were watching um and it, it, it she didn't even watch it from the beginning it was like a murder on the orient or something oh yeah yeah and yes it, it was randomly on HBO while she was visiting and I was in the kitchen doing something and she started it like already in the middle and she's like I never did it and she was right yep every time i was she, like by her she's good no. she's good <laughs> she is good so yeah we're gonna do the murder mystery which i've always wanted to do so i'm so excited and then guess what else they're having they're doing a really cool play um about dracula that is, sounds really amazing and then if that's not enough they're doing hocus pocus drag brunch Sorry, Dracula. That's so funny. Amanda and I are going to go see the classic Dracula movie in the theater on Halloween. Oh, original. I do love that. Oh, that's so cool. Bella Lugosi. That's, does that, are they just doing like old classics or are they just showing? Yeah, the whole week. Like you could go see The Bride of Frankenstein, like all of the classics, like The Wolfman and everything. But we chose Dracula on Halloween. I love it. Well, the play is called um, The Death of Dracula. And I'm super pumped about it. Uh, so I think it's going to be really cool. And then I've got, you know, a hayride plan where I go get my pumpkins. That my, my friend Rachel's mom always has like this crazy cool hayride doing that. I mean, just so much. I, I wish Halloween could just be every day. Guys, so, just fall into the fall. So much fall, fall. into the fall. It's fall, y'all. That's what I should have opened up with. <laughs> it's fall y'all <laughs> well listen listen y'all 
speaking of the fall, I've got your uh, your weekly forecast. Does something wicked this way come? You know what? Something pleasant this way comes. <sighs> Thank the dark <laughs> goddess. <laughs> it's really a, it's really quite a lovely horoscope, you guys. And before I really get sink my teeth into it, uh, I'd like to give credit where credit is due. Today's uh, forecast comes from forevercurious.com. So I like I like that concept on top me of the name. Too. Me too. Well, let's get it started with October 16th through the 18th. We're going to have the sun in alignment with a superstar. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this star. I have not. It's called Ar- Arcturus. And that's A-R-C-T-U-R-U-S. I've never heard of this star before. But it allows for high frequency energy on the planet. And um, the star is actually associated with prosperity, abundance, and psychic energy. And I think this is really cool. It's also believed that this star is the home of an advanced alien race that leads with love and compassion. Pretty cool. Yeah. October 22nd, Venus aligns with the sun and love will radiate and shine from within. This will invoke feelings of self-love, self-compassion, and will direct our attention to what we need rather than what others want. Mm, That's deep. Right. That's very deep. Rather than what others want. Putting our needs first. Putting our needs first is going to be what you want rather than what everybody else wants from Sounds you. like Scorpio energy. Lit- around the How did you know? Because October 23rd, the sun moves into Scorpio. <laughs> and so this can draw our energy inward and make us, make us curious about the root of our habits and thought patterns. So look out for a big aha moment. That's going to guide some positive changes into your life. I like positive change. Also, Saturn stations direct after being in retrograde since June the 4th. And you're going to feel a turning point. So look out for some new opportunities that may be coming your way. Sounds good. I mean, change can be good, right? So it sounds like to embrace it. Go in, take care of yourself. Start thinking about what you want, what you want to manifest. Adele and I have manifested something really huge that's going to happen and we can't wait to tell you about. We've been teasing you for a while now and we um, we totally manifested it. Um, so manifest some good stuff for yourself and and seek some good opportunities. You deserve you deserve good things. You're only on this planet for a little while. You deserve all the goodness that it can offer. Uh, so if I recall from last week when we spun the wheel, you got curses yes i did i can't wait to see what you came up with all right so i did get curses any guesses i just feel like we're going down to new orleans for this one no oh hey there might be a french connection with that though okay okay um i don't know all right, well, buckle up, because this is a crazy ride. I knew this thing was cursed, but I didn't realize how many freaking people it screwed over, killed, or just ruined their lives. Wait a second. Can I go back? Yeah. Is it Robert the Doll? No, but I was ah! thinking about doing Haunted Dolls. Okay. 
I hope Shark Girls does. That's all I have then. No, this <laughs> is a magnificent blue 45 and a half carat diamond. Oh, it is worth a quarter of a billion dollars today, or even your life. Oh, this is the curse of the Hope Diamond. I've heard of this. Okay, okay. So, yeah, this thing is hella cursed, it seems. Uh, It took me so long to do the research because there were so many people. And if you go to PBS, uh, dot org it's just a list of this person got screwed this person got screwed what? so would you say i want one a piece of that rock no you don't want a piece of that egg yeah thank you for thank you for laying you know picking up what i was laying down it, it would take guts <laughs> to purchase this thing which once we go through this list i will have it okay owners, i i dare you to buy this from the smithsonian i dare you okay well you know considering i have a savings account of zero i'll i'll think about it no i don't want you i don't want you to buy i was like gosh i said billionaires not you (laughs) any of you bold brave billionaires i dare you to buy this thing dare dare you to not only buy it i dare you to wear it oh i'm gonna giggle it because i just want to look at it okay go ahead it's beautiful um but let's start from the beginning and i'm gonna move kind of quickly because there is so much on package with oh so it reminds you what it reminds me of adele it kind of reminds me of princess diana's ring yeah yeah it looks more like a sapphire right but it's a blue diamond it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and tragic oh oh yeah oh man okay sorry go ahead so this diamond just is like some backstory of the diamond itself it was originally the tavernier blue um and we'll get to that so it kind of has three names throughout history so it originally was the tavernier blue then it became the blue diamond of the french crown aka the french blue and then finally it became the hope diamond okay okay it has a story of tragedy throughout each iteration and some changes made to it aesthetically. Okay. All right. So let's crack into it. Let's do it. We do not have time to waste. because <laughs> <we're, laughs> oh um, One cursed diamond. So let's start with the origin of the curse. Okay. So according to some, now this might be kind of lore at this point. But even Dr. Carl Schulker in his book, The Unexplained, he claims that the original diamond was stolen from an Indian temple idol. Some believe it was probably the goddess Sita. Mm. Um, And quote, it sparkled in the brow of an Indian temple idol until it was impiously plucked out by a thieving Hindu priest whose punishment for this unholy act was a slow and agonizing death. Oh. So this makes it seem like it was kind of cursed from the start, right? Yeah. It it kind of makes me think of, like, Indiana Jones. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling, I'm seeing that in my mind. Um, So then supposedly after this was stolen, which makes no sense to me, it was later unearthed in the Kohler Mines. Um. 
so these mines, I'm probably skipping around, but anyway, um, actually are diamond mines. So I'm like, why would you hide that in a diamond mine? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem like a smart place I, to hide. I'm kind of skeptical of this already, like, kind of mystic or origin story. Yeah. It's like, so, I have this diamond. Where's a good place to hide it? I'll hide it in a diamond mine. They'll never find it there. Like, what? Yeah. It's kind of okay. like, hmm. Well, maybe, maybe it was just like me and these stickers, like something just, you know, a little fact got missed and <laughs> they didn't, they're like, not that time in mind, dumbass. We were talking about this. <laughs> yeah. So mm, I'm kind of skeptical. I'm skeptical <laughs> of that origin story. Um, Let's see. And it's also said that after Tavernier sold this diamond to King Louis, I think Uh-oh. the 14th at this point, there's there's a few King Louis in this story. Oh, yeah. He, supposedly he was mauled to death by dogs. Oh. But there's actually a record that indicates Tavernier died in Moscow in 1689 at the age of 84 and wasn't killed by a pack of dogs. Gotcha. Okay. So I think there's so dramatic. There. A little lore once, like the diamond yeah. gets out there, and people make up stories. Yeah. All right. So now that we have that covered, we understand that there's iterations of the diamond. Let's start with all the victims and kind of how it exchanged hands. Okay. This is where it gets really interesting. All right. So King Louis the Fourteenth. Um, he died of gangrene in 1715. Um. But that was after he acquired this diamond. Of course. So, okay, that's kind of weird. However, he also had several other health conditions prior, including like diabetes, uh, dental abscesses. In 19, I'm sorry, in 1696, he had boils. He would oh. faint a lot. He had gout. He had a lot of stuff happening. Hot flashes. He sounds like Gilda Radner. This. You remember that episode from SNL, Gilda Radner, whatever from the 70s? And like, how are you doing? And she's like, I got gas, I got this, I got this. Oh, got not this. not like Debbie Downer. Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah. Well, well, yeah. You know, like I got this, I got that, I got that. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't said. very healthy, so it's kind of hard to say if it was a it diamond. It was the diamond, yeah. Maybe the right. diamond just kind of, you know. And that's what's interesting. So I'm going to tell you a few more stories. And um, to me, I was kind of like, I don't know if it's the diamond. And then at yeah. some points, I'm like, it might be the diamond <laughs> once we get to the Because, <laughs> whoa, this thing is like a wrecking ball. It goes through a lot of people. You, I don't expect you to take notes or remember any of the names of all of these people. It affects. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But it's just fun because it's like French royalty. So why not talk about how it maybe ruined their lives? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was like kind of just sickly. And he actually reigned a little over 72 years, which is really long at that time. Yeah, for sure. He's actually like one of the longest like rulers at that time. Um, but also all of his kids who weren't bastards. So his legitimate <laughs> children, um, except for one. They all like died as children, but it also wasn't. Which could have just been that time, right? Like, I what, feel like a lot of children died, unfortunately. During that's why that. they had so many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sad, but it's true. 
that is the yeah. tree vat. So then we get to Nicholas Fouquet. Okay. So he is the superintendent of finance working for, you know, King Louis. Um, he was allowed to wear this diamond to a special occasion. But a little while after he fell out of favor with the king and was charged with mismanaging the funds. Okay. Um, so he was thrown into the fortress of Pinerol and he was there until he died. He was he was in that prison from 1664 to 1680. And um he died of being sick and tired of just being sick and tired essentially in that freaking I mean, okay. Um so, like, there again, it's weird. Just just put that in your back pocket. Like, okay. tend to repeat. What I can't tell with the royals, though, is if it's just royals being royals or the diamond. But then we gotcha. get other people that aren't royals. And then it's kind of like, well, that's kind of weird. Okay. All right. So this is just about, like, the French royalty right now. Um, I'm going to try to go through her quickly as well. This is Francois... Athenaise de Rochechar. Um, so she's like a mistress of the king. Okay. Okay. So she had seven kids with this guy. Um, she was a member of the oldest noble families in France. And she was totally like living and like had a relationship with this other guy and still was, you know, having this very open affair with the king. Okay. Um, so there was a ball at the Louvre. And this is when they first dance and they saw sparks. They're completely like enchanted with one another. Right. Um, she's claimed as being actually really smart, cultured, the reigning beauty of the court, very influential. Some even call her the true queen of France, even wow. though King Louis is married to someone else. I'm sure the queen, I'm sure the true queen didn't appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> right. So Whatever. every everybody, including the king, is just smitten kitten with her. They love her. And um she would even disrespect the queen, um, Marie Theresa, in front of everyone, like at okay. that time. And K King Louis was like, I don't care. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna stop that. Cool. And um, she was even painted with the blue diamond and supposedly wore it to a few uh, public events. Oh. All right. This is, so This is reminded me also of the blue diamond with the lady in the Titanic. Yeah, a lot of people say that, like, maybe it's supposed to be like the Hope Diamond and it actually kind of looks a lot like the Hope Diamond. Yeah. Is it? That, could that be the reason why the Titanic went down? Another mystery solved right here on Stormy Willow. There we go. Um, actually. Actually, I just told the mom is what I did. You did. All right, we're done. Well, thanks guys for listening. <laughs> Hope you have a happy spooky season. Um, no, there actually is like a ship that goes down at some point in the story. I knew it. I knew it. But of course, at this time period. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> they're they're like they're like having fun. I feel like I'm trying to do drunk history of this really fast. I love it. I love this. This is um, great. And I'm just like throwing you a curveball. Yeah, so pretty much they're all lovey-dovey, flaunting their affair in everybody's face. Everybody yeah. loves her, like, screw the queen, she's stupid, we don't like her as much as this lady. But then the damn Roman Catholic Church has to get in the middle of it, right? Oh, yeah, they're like, nope. Um, like this. So a Roman Catholic priest refused to give her absolution, which was needed to partake in Eastern Communion. Mm -hmm. Um 
because he was just like, wow, you're being like obviously an adulteress. Right. So we're not going to give you, we're not going to, no. You don't no communion for you. No. Yeah. So then Louis kind of broke it off with her for a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And then in 1679, um, of course, like it couldn't be that she was just this charming, beautiful woman who people just liked. In, in 1679, um, she was accused of using witchcraft and aphrodisiacs to get, you know, to get I favor. can relate. I can relate. I mean, the same thing happens to me like every week. I get it. Right. So <laughs> it couldn't just be her. She's a witch. No, I mean, that's exactly what I was about to say. She's obviously a witch. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> And then one person even accused her of performing black masses. So she's like a real witch. Well, okay. And she was probably like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I was like, did you mean to say black magic? Um, <laughs> but she was so incredible that King Louis just still couldn't quit it. So he just stopped seeing her publicly, but saw her in secret. Okay, they kept it on the DL this time. Until okay. 1691. <laughs> so like this went on for a while. Like, yeah. Like, I nearly- mean- 20 years pretty long affair i mean um relationship there and i I love i love this it's a quote and and you know then after this he retired her to (laughs) (laughs) the fia the saint joseph covenant so pretty much like you know a bunch of nuns what like a covenant. Is that a nice way of saying I'm breaking up with you? I guess she got old and he was like, hey, you're gonna be a nun. <laughs> what a jerk! Yeah. You're retired now. Your yeah, service is, you're you've retired. served your country. <laughs> what? Ew! Yeah, he's a jackass. And um, <sighs> she died in 1707 and he wouldn't even let her kids wear mourning attire for her. When she passed. Heard. I don't like him. Yeah, he's a dick. Um, Then we get to... Wait, what the fuck happened to him? Maybe we come back to him. Anyway, sorry. There's so many victims on this list. Then we get to Louis the 15th. Um, so I guess he just died. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, he died of gangrene, remember? Right. Um, the so then, then we get to his heir, Louis the 15th. And this kid was only five when he was supposed to take the throne. Um, so they had like someone substitute until yeah. he was 13. <laughs> like, come Can on. Can imagine a 13 year old as king? How wonderful that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then then he had he got married at 15. Um, so of course he inherited the diamond and he was actually liked in his early years. He was called Louis the Well Beloved. So he okay. didn't seem like such a bad kid. Um, but then in 1749, he had the diamond reset in a piece of ceremonial jewelry. Then his actions and stubbornness, like he kind of just seemed like a stubborn brat, got him on the bad side with his subjects. Like they were just like, dude, you need to like cooperate with us. Because let's face it, like the king never really rules. Like it's always like his. Advisors. Yeah, right. Right. And then, um, you know. The Seven Year War happens <laughs> during his reign between uh, 750, 1756 and 1763. 
And then at this time, he lost almost all of France's colonial possessions in North America and India. Yikes. Um, He was accused of being weak and overspending. Um, This shit show, like, you know, went on into like the French Revolution, really. Wow. It's kind of like what and everybody's it's saying like it was foundation. Everyone's saying it's the diamond, it's not him. This right. Has, like, this power over him or something. We're gonna get to that because that's okay. what I'm thinking, right? I'm like, oh, it's but it's all these French royals. Yeah, so I'm like, it's, yeah. So it that's why I'm trying to like breeze through this as fast Got as I can. Um, so because it does become a common story like you either die completely hated or poor or both hey <laughs> kind of so like now <laughs> yeah. except That's he didn't even have money to begin with so you know. um yeah so he kind of sets the stage for the french revolution <laughs> and Thanks. he died in 1774 and was completely hated makes sense okay. so then we get to louis the 16th and his wife marie antoinette Oh, okay. Now we're saying some names I know. Yep. So he was only 20 years old and France was already in heavy debt thanks to, you know, Louis XV. Um, and there was also just like a clash of ideals at this time. Like philosophy was changing and the idea of like physical responsibility was really changing. Um, where it was more like, you know, you can be kind of your own person kind of ideas just floating around. Right. And on top of that, France really hated Marie Antoinette. Um, they thought she was a, th- a sympathizer with their enemies. She was frivolous and slutty, frankly. Like, they just could not stand her. I hate that slut. A little slutty, tr- <laughs> like, spinner. I mean, think about it. Like, she's being frivolous and, like, ridiculous. And so is the king. It's not just her. And they're all, yeah, like, starving. Or poor. Yeah, I have nothing. It's like, it's like I can't oh even God. buy food. And then you guys are buying giant yachts. Oh, wait. But that wasn't that. Wait, that sounds so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, this this all why led... history is important, kids. Yeah, you it know, history itself. History never repeats itself. So don't Never. I don't know what you're saying. I, I, this is, yeah, I, I never learned this. I've never heard this repeat. We certainly aren't even going to hear it repeat in this very same story. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this led to the French Revolution in 1789. So people were just so pissed and poor and tired. (laughs) They just couldn't take it anymore with these people. Um, A mob actually forcibly moved them to Paris from, I think, Versailles. Uh, just so they could see the bullshit that they have to live with. They were just like, I don't think you understand. You guys are not acting like you give crap about us. Come look at this. It's kind of where they were. And then in June 1791, the royal family attempted to escape. But they were caught and brought back to Paris. And obviously lost all credibility at that point. Like, you yeah. really, really don't give a shit about us. For sure. And then in September of 1792, the new National Convention abolished the monarchy and declared France a republic. They were just like, you don't have our country anymore. And then later, King Louis was found guilty of treason and executed at the guillotine on January 21st, 1793. And his wife, Marie Antoinette, was executed nine months later at the guillotine. Only they didn't take that hope diamond. 
I know. Actually, I kind of feel bad for this gal. So this gal, Marie Louise, uh, Princess du Lombal. Sorry, I didn't have enough time to like research. This you're part. you're crushing this. You're doing great. French ones, or little, I don't know. Anyway, Marie Louise. Um, she was a friend, a member of Marie Antoinette's court. Like this is kind of. I feel like they're more harsh on her than they were like the king and Marie Antoinette. Oh no. Um, so she wore the diamond at one point and she was literally torn to pieces by a mob. Um, <sighs> like during the revolution. They hit her with a hammer, they decapitated her, they Jesus. stripped her naked, and they disemboweled her. And then the mob even like took her decapitated head. Yeah. Put it on a pike and displayed it in Marie Antoinette's prison window before she was no. executed. What happened to the diamond? Well, it actually went missing during the revolution. Hmm. It just went missing for the longest time. This is exactly where the diamond goes missing. Um, I hope you can't hear that. Pearl just started growling at the cat. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't like a dramatic pause. I thought it was like your chair or something. <laughs> it was like. So, um, Wilhelm Falls, who's a Dutch guy, like a jeweler, he ended up recutting the diamonds. Um, I, I don't think at this time he realizes that it's the French blue or he does. It's kind of like a mystery because yeah. the diamond disappears for a while, but it seems that while it's missing, this is what happened to it. Gotcha. So Wilhelm falls, he just like recut it, and his son Hendrik killed him and stole the diamond. Damn, that's okay. cold. So he like barely touched it and got murdered. Ugh. And then then Hendrik, his son, gave the diamond to Francis Boulou to settle a debt. So, like, this guy's not a very good person, had a bunch of debts. Yeah. This guy. And then Francis Blue um, traveled to London to sell the diamond to a dealer named Daniel Elison. When Daniel went to pay and collect the diamond from Francis, Francis was dead from a fever. From a fever? Wow. Yeah. And then years later, Henry committed suicide. In 1830. That time so it's kind of like, all right, well, they aren't royals. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, but it seems I'm like misfortune gone. with them even just coming into contact with this diamond. Yeah. All right. So then we get to get back to Daniel Elaisel. So he was the guy, remember, that went to buy the diamond from the guy who ended up being dead. Yeah. <laughs> So now the diamond is his, and he wants to put it up for sale. But then he committed suicide. <sighs> um, so then King George the Fourth of England is the next one to acquire this diamond. Which is kind of unknown how he got it. There again, this is still when the diamond's missing. They don't really know that it's the French blue at this point. Mm. And now it's been cut and kind of disguised. Yeah, so you don't um, know if you really have the real deal or not. Exactly. So, for all King George knows, is he just got a nice blue diamond. He doesn't know it's the French that blue. That is that one, yeah. Um, so, there is a portrait of King George in 1822, and he's wearing a gem that looks remarkably like the French blue. 
Mm. Um, and then he died in 1830 with great debt. And then his estate and jewelry were believed to have been sold to cover his debts. Oh, no. All right, now we get to the Hope Diamond. <laughs> Finally. So Henry Philip Hope was a wealthy British banker and German painter collector. He acquired a large blue diamond, which was then named the Hope Diamond in 1839. Um, and then Henry died in 1839. Oh, no. The diamond went to his nephew, Henry Thomas Hope, in 1841, and then to that grandson, Lord Francis Hope. So I don't think anything really bad happened to Henry Thomas Hope, but Lord Francis Hope, eh. um, he lived way beyond his means. He just ran up debts and Mm-hmm. Kind of like all these other people. Yeah. And he married an American concert hall singer named May Yohee in 1894. Um, while spending out the ass pretty much during on a world, world tour, they met a U.S. Army captain, Putnam Bradley Strong. Uh, May was completely like head over heels for this guy. And Uh-oh. she just refused to return to England with Francis. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> he's like no not going back with you i'm staying with the captain oh goodness and then in 1901 francis sold the diamond to pay off debts in 1902 he filed bankruptcy he lost his foot in a hunting accident and he got divorced hmm. all in the same year and then um he ended up getting remarried and had a few kids but died poor in 1941 dang may she went on to marry that captain, but they divorced, and she married several more times, and she died in <laughs> poverty in 1938. Uh, okay, so, so she didn't really get away from the spell either, sounds yeah. like. So they didn't really have a happy ending either. Yeah. So now rumors are flying about the curse of the diamond all throughout. It's the 1900s, and it's just spreading like wildfire. So now Simon Frankel... Um, Lord Lord Francis Hope sold the diamond to Adolf Vile in London, who sold it to Simon. Uh, a lot of these people are just like different jewel, like gem and diamond. Right. Um, so he was a New York diamond dealer, and he purchased the diamond for one hundred forty-eight thousand dollars, and then he sold that diamond to Jacques Collet. Um, Jacques Collet went insane and killed himself. Huh. Yeah. And then the diamond was bought by Ivan Kanatowski, a Russian prince, who gave it to his girlfriend, Lauren Ledoux, who was an actress. And the first time she wore it on stage, she was shot by a man in the audience and died. Oh, no. Yeah. And some people say it was actually him. Like, he had a hit out on his girlfriend. So, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Uh, And then a few weeks later, Ivan was stabbed to death by Russian revolutionaries. Oh. And then the diamond went right back to Frankel. (laughs) Gosh. So once it's back to Frankel, it then goes to a Greek jeweler broker named Simon. I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this. Uh Mon Cherry Days. Oh, wow. I I said that like it's French. I don't know if that's how the Greek would say it, so I'm sorry. Anyway, um, he acquires the diamond in 1908, and then he sold the diamond to Habib Bey, a Persian diamond dealer. 
And then on the very night the deal was made, Simon, his wife, and child were all killed when their carriage drove off of a cliff. Oh. Like, they barely touched this thing, didn't even own it, didn't even wear it. They were just, like, literally buying it and then delivering it to a new customer. I would think at this point people were probably like, no, thank you. I don't want to deal with that. Right? And then... um, Money just must be too good. And then Habib Bay sold the gem to Solomon Habib, who purchased the diamond on behalf of the Sultan of Turkey. Uh, This was Abdul Hamed the second and then i'm telling you it just gets crazy and then a few months later Habib bay drowned during a steamer sinking in 1909 so there goes that ship sinking um and then the sultan gave the diamond to salma zabayaba or zabayaba i don't know how you say it zabayaba sounds cooler um who was his favorite concubine and um a guy named Kalabbe was ordered to guard the diamond. And then Selma was fatally stabbed when a man named Javer Aga tried to steal the diamond. Oh my gosh. And then he was caught, tortured, and hanged. So he died. Um, and then a guy named Abu Sabir was asked to polish the diamond. Like, that's all he was asked to do. Oh. He was asked to polish the diamond for the sultan, but was accused of being an accomplice to the theft that killed Selma, and then he was tortured and executed. Mm. And then the Sultan lost his entire empire and was imprisoned during the Young Turks' rebellion in 1909. Uh. And then that guy, Bey, who was supposed to, you know, guard the diamond, he was hanged by the mob during the revolt. Oh my god. So, <laughs> next... The diamond was sold to Simon Rezineau, uh, who in turn sold it to Pierre Cartier. Oh, sounds familiar. Yes, Cartier Diamonds. Okay, so now this is where shit gets real because it comes to America, I guess. Gosh. And, you know, it's a part of that highbrow, like... Right, the Cartier. Nice, like, legitimate... I mean, not that any of these are not legitimate... But like, you know, that blue blood kind of, yeah. Listen, like I'm a K jewelers kind of girl, and nothing's ever happened. To me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a lab grown diamond kind of girl. So, <laughs> oh god, oh man, I don't even okay. have a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may not want one after this story. Oh, I'm really? a little like, oh no. <laughs> um. Okay. So now, now it's. A Cartier diamond. <laughs> okay. Prices have um, gone up. And he resets the diamond, actually. And um, he ends up selling it to Edward B. McLean. Um, on, and it's, it's, you know, it's for his wife, Evelyn Walsh McLean. Um, he had previously actually tried to sell this to Evelyn, but she didn't really like it until it was reset. Oh, she's like, it's okay. She's just like, eh, for the money, Funny. like, I don't like, I don't love it enough for... It sold for $180,000, which would be $5.6 million today. Oh, so she's God. like, eh, I don't love it enough for that price tag. <laughs> it's like, thanks. But I, I feel like this is like what you give somebody that you want to die or want something bad to happen to. She's like, fuck that. No. Right. <laughs> I think any other woman, like, you know, be like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. But I think a smart one, but like, no, 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 no. Like, how dare mm-hmm. you? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like it probably has poison inside it, you know? Because literally, like, the diamond is the size of a walnut. Like, that's we're, ridiculous. We're basically, like, ruining anybody that's, like, diamonds are a girl's best friend. And they're going to listen to this and be like, are you trying to put a curse on me? So oh, we know they're not. One, Actually, they're going to be like, nope. Nope. That, that was one of the original best marketing ploys because diamonds are a dime a dozen. <laughs> reality. Um, oh, and some are cursed. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, so anyway, Edward ends up buying this freaking expensive ass diamond. Oh, and um, he and Evelyn were even warned like not to buy this by Edward's mother. And also, do you remember May Yohi? Yeah, she's like no. she. She even knows them and is like, "Don't buy it. It's cursed." It like, if it just if we just reset it, I'm sure it'll be fine. That's fine. It's been reset. It's no big deal. Oh no! What happened? Um, and then Evelyn, she even thought the curse was a joke and would be like about Evelyn. it, like <laughs> whatever. Uh, Edward oh. seemed kind of more weary about the curse being true. The sale actually took months of negotiation. Of negotiations including it had to be blessed by a priest and there was a contract including a clause that should any fatality of the mclean family occur during the first six months of purchase the diamond can be exchanged for equal value no yes. <laughs> that, i'm like no thank you and it's no, like thank thanks honey this is a great gift <laughs> Like, like oh, that's you, more than like um you know how you buy something like diamonds they're like oh it has to be cleaned every so many you know months in order to you know if to get it replaced, replaced. To, have, to have the claws it's like if anyone in your family dies <laughs> yeah but it has to be the mcleans it can't be we have to we have to like check in and make this like everybody's still alive okay we'll go ahead and do All that right. cleaning. well you didn't <laughs> report that death to us until six and a half months sorry so, so you're not covering that's guess she's gonna have to be buried with it <laughs> <laughs> you do not get a refund sorry <laughs> so, um, oh no as i said this was purchased purchased in 1911 and there were some negotiations and finally in february 1912 evelyn debuted this diamond at a public reception and she also wore it to several other social events she actually had this diamond until she died. Like she, okay. she didn't die immediately, but that doesn't mean her life did not have tragedy. <laughs> okay. Um. So her mother-in-law, the one that warned her not to buy this, she actually died a few months after this was purchased. Um, and then her nine-year-old son Vincent, uh, ran in front of a car and was hit and killed in 1919, mm. and then. Edward started seeing another lady on the side in 1929, and they divorced in 1932. And then in 1933, uh, Edward, he just, there again, the same story of like overspending, living outside of his means. So what's really sad is he actually inherited the Washington Post and was forced to sell this to settle his debts. Um. He was also declared insane, like he literally drank himself crazy and was committed to a psychiatric hospital where he died in 1941. Wow, that's sad. Um, In 1946, Evelyn's only daughter, 
OD'd on sleeping pills at the age of 25 and died. Uh. Um, Evelyn finally died of pneumonia and was deeply in debt at the time of her death. So her trustees ended up selling her jewelry collection to settle her debts. Mm. Um, And now we're finally catching up to where we are today. So then Harry Winston acquired her collection in 1949. For 10 years, the diamond was shown at exhibits. And finally, in 1958, Winston donated it. Probably the smartest thing he could have done with this damn thing. He donated it to the Smithsonian Institute, where it is today. But it's been there ever since. That wasn't the final victim. Oh, no. (laughs) The guy who delivered this diamond to the Smithsonian. (laughs) His name was James Todd. Um. He delivered the diamond to the Smithsonian Institute, and after he delivered the diamond, he was in a truck accident and crushed his leg. And then later on, he got in a second accident and had a head injury, and then his wife and dog just suddenly died, and his house burned down. Uh, And he just delivered the damn thing. He's like, I don't exchange anything. And so the diamond sits at the Smithsonian today, no no um, curses about it you can go see it if you dare actually it like robert the doll like if you go see it like do you have to like say something to it Just it, it doesn't seem like that. see it you know it seems to me like if you come into physical contact with it but no there's been no reports of anybody just looking at it and having anything bad happen yeah oh my god wow so, that is I try to pack a lot, and that is the curse of the Hope Diamond. So do you really think it is, do you think that the diamond really is cursed, or do you think it's coincidence at this point? You know, I think it's funny it was never owned by a poor person. Yeah. I think it's the rich and wealthy being fucking insane and greedy. And Except for the odd thing, like the guy that just delivered it. I mean, of course, we that don't know. That was odd. His, that was odd. Yeah. We don't know his like circumstance or whatever, but it seemed like he was just, and the guy that was polishing the diamond. Right. Like those two are the ones that. Those are the odd ones, right? The ones I'm like, well, they weren't really doing any, like they didn't own it or exchange money for it. They were just doing their job. You know what I mean? Stuff like that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But the others, I think you could definitely rule like, it's not really a curse it's just greed and how but then again it's like but then it is a strange coincidence i mean it's a lot to to me that by far strangest is the career at the very end because even if you're if you're someone assigned to polish it for a sultan or a king like you're obviously in cahoots with them you're you're not a nobody right like so but then, it, I mean, who knows of the courier, like what they were, I mean, it could have been a big dealer or something. Yeah, it's all very odd. Like, whenever yeah. it went to, like, all the French people, it was just kind of like, was it contact with <laughs> with the diamond or just being a part of, like, the court? <laughs> right. Like the royal court. Like, like you're I all think fucking you could insane. argue that, yeah, like, it wasn't, I think you could argue it wasn't really the diamond. But, you know, that's kind of like the whole, like, blood diamonds, you know, that whole story. That was one question I marked. I was like, is this a blood diamond, though? Yeah. So. Because my assumption is, I I think I glossed over this. So I didn't get to research the mine very much where it came from. 
but it's called the Kohler Mine, and it's in Gun- Guntur, um, Adra Par- Pradesh, India. Sorry if I butchered that. Um, and this is actually like a large diamond mine. Like a lot of large diamonds come out of this mine, mm-hmm. including this one. Yeah, which makes me feel like it's probably a harsh mine for people to work in. If you that's, catch my drift, that's what I'm feeling to you, for sure. Yeah, and uh, then I don't know. I I don't even think it needs the curse by saying it was from you know the idol like an idol of Sita and plucking I think it if it came from a mine where people are I, I think it could have been a blood diamond. It's it's just my gut feeling. Yeah. I don't I'm know anything about this, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. It just seems uh, I don't know. It, it's definitely crazy, you know, <laughs> like the whole and, and what's what's also funny is at the time that Tournier, you know, the first guy that bought it the Tournier blue um, it was actually like very roughly cut. It wasn't very pretty, but it was 115 carats oh at that God. time. And, and then once it became the French blue, it was cut down to 69 carats. And then by the time it was the Hope Diamond, it was 45 and a half carats. Wow. So do we really, and you may have already answered this, I may have just had missed it. But we never really know if the one, the original was ever truly recovered. Like, do we know? We it don't ever really know. It sounds like we do. Sure. It sounds, okay. it, it does sound like we do based off of, um, what was the source? Uh, the source I, I cited, Natural Diamonds. It, it goes into very geologic, like, detail of how they can kind of look at the chemical makeup of it and kind of piece it back together to the original. So, this was actually nobody believed that they really thought at the time that's a good point whenever the hope diamond appeared they had no idea it was related to the royal blue okay and then finally in the 2000s was when evidence came out that like hey the hope diamond is a part of the royal blue like like, testing got better and they were able to kind of test the dna of the diamond yeah like they were like it's it's connected it it was a hack like it was hacked up a little bit, but it's the royal blue that went missing because it went missing for like I don't know like ten years I think during yeah. the at least ten years, and then resurfaced as a different diamond, and it's like yeah it was clearly like modified to probably disguise what it was, and then in my opinion, if everybody's like poor and you're criminal, you're probably like hacking off smaller pieces and selling those for a little bit. Oh heck yeah, um so. One, I, I, my hunch is it was a blood diamond, so it's already bad juju. And then, yeah, it, it was modified when it went missing. And then people had no idea that they were one and the same. So then once the Hope Diamond, like, appears, and there's a few tragedies, that's why, like, the rumors went rampant in, like, the 1900s. But then the 2000s, finally, we were like, no, these are the same gems. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. Oh, that's creepy, though. It um, is beautiful, right? It's kind of hard to say. Like, is it the is it the diamond that's cursed, or the people who tend to gravitate to, towards it, and who have that have that much money where they could be like, yeah, I mean, I could get a piece of jewelry for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it kind of makes you think, like, if you could afford, if you have it in your budget, that you could afford one of those, just you know, as you do. Yeah. Like and I said, so it was sort of like. <laughs> 
what, three and a half million, and then today it's a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, then I'm kind of like, you'd probably do anything and probably, and I hate to say that because I'm not saying that everybody out there that has money is a piece of garbage. I don't mean mm, it most that of way. Them are. <laughs> but yeah, most of them are. So it's kind of like, you know, you feel like some of those people would do whatever and wouldn't really care where it came from or who got hurt for them to make money. You know what I mean? So yeah, maybe, so a lot maybe, of, it, maybe, I mean, maybe it's kind of karma. Karma is coming to them. Yes. Yeah, so, right. would you uh, would you wear the Hope Diamond? At, or no way. Like we went to the Smithsonian. Oh, yeah, like, I'd wear it. I would just never like, own the damn thing. Yeah, like we'll put this on you for the day. You'd be like, all because because right. guess what? I'd be like the the last owner. I'd be like, I'm gonna give this thing away <laughs> to me. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, you wear this. <laughs> yeah, I would pull like a Harry Winston. Like, uh, well, actually, he never wore it. I don't think. Oh, well, there you go. I don't even know if he touched it. He's probably like, oh. you got the collection and put it on exhibit. There you go. And then sold it. Oh, donated it. That was nice of him to donate it. Maybe he broke So you first. would, um, I would donate it to the York County Museum. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so funny. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's another thing. Uh, some like kind of spin out. They're like, actually, this donation brought like way more people to come to visit it. Yeah. It ended up being a good thing, but not to the guy that delivered it. Yeah, I'm not going to deliver it, but if I do, like, you know, get it, I will be like, it's on loan to the York County Museum by your friends. And, <laughs> and I'll, and that, that way everybody can go and see, like, the exact same exhibits that they've had since we were kids. I think I would break the curse and give it back to India. Oh, that's an interesting. But you would not have anything, like, you're like, I'm not touching it, I'm not delivering it. I'm not it. touching it, and I don't no other in no indian came in contact with it that had yeah anything bad happen that's cool well i would donate mine to your county museum you're welcome i would put it i'd be like can i go on an exhibit here for a little while to raise money for, for kababas cool. yeah and then we're returning it to india <laughs> i like it it would go on like a tour <laughs> you yeah. go on tour with us <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, no, we don't want anything to do with it. We're like, no, 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 no. It could go to like the museum or whatever city we're in, but it's like we don't get to we're not gonna Or just on exhibit wherever yeah. we are. Like yeah. But it can't ride, it can't travel with us. <laughs> the Smithsonian, would you like to let us travel with your diamond? <laughs> we would be I mean obviously we are probably a podcast that, you know, is right up your alley. We're very cultured. <laughs> we are Smithsonian material hundred percent. Yes. Just put that out there. So if you know you want to take it on the road. We're obviously like blue bloods. I mean, we have our own stamp collection. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this things look awful. They're really bad. Again, it's my fault. Again, it's my again, fault. not not the printer. Not the printer. <laughs> the podcaster. <laughs> Adele's give a V daggers. Like I mean, if she a were podcaster. here. If she were here, she would wrestle me for yeah. sure. I'm just glad it was only twenty dollars. Yeah, they're really bad. I'll order. I'll order the merch next time. But you know, if you would like one, let us know. We'd be more than happy to uh, send them your way uh, <laughs> for your stamp collection. Oh, no. Not even <laughs> worth the stamp to mail it. To not you. even worth the envelope or. Oh god! Actually, Amanda said that we should just like start sticking them all around town, like on like gas, like gas pumps. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it would definitely get like, why is there a stamp right here? Like, what yeah. is that? 
Yeah, I mean, we sure. could. What? It's like, what is, is this like a tree service? Like, what? Oh, God, then we probably, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we just start getting followers. It's like, we thought you were gardeners. We're really confused. All we could like, see was a willow tree. <laughs> you can't even see where it says from like, well, just... I could be. What do you want done? <laughs> So much. I mean, at this point, like, you know, we're kind of, you know, we do say that, you know, we're, we're amateurs at everything. So why not? Yeah. Why not garden? <laughs> we're trying to save up for that Hope Diamond. We are trying to save up for that Hope Diamond. So yeah, we'll give your willow trees a shot. Hey, Zach Bagans, would you add it to your collection? <gasps> the Hope Diamond or the stamp? <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> both. We need to go to his museum and leave our stamps like we like should. Yeah, I wonder, like Zach, would you do it? Like, or would you travel with it? To your would he museum? touch it? Um, would he wear it? <gasps> would he wear it? I could totally see him wearing it. Oh my it. god, Zach, would you? Zach, please do an episode on the Hope Diamond, and we that would will... be awesome. I actually had a dream about you, Zach. I'm not lying. I dreamed oh. that um, we, you and you and me, Sarah, were like leading an investigation. He was like randomly there, and I was like, "No, Zach, you're assisting. We're leading." <gasps> and he was like, "I respect that." And he was like, "Do you want my number?" And I was like, "Yeah," but then he was too drunk to like give us his number, and I was like, "Damn it, Zach!" Dang it, Zach! I mean, we're gonna we have connections for help. Like, we're not even joking. Like, I would be so intimidated if Zach showed up at our investigations. I'd be like, Zach, "Yeah," I remember being like, "Zach." this our investigation we're leading you're assisting i appreciate that he respected that and he was like okay i like it i do think zach is so fun though i love like they just i love some zach bagans he's so funny <laughs> i know he doesn't mean to be but he is but he really does do some crazy like some stuff like he probably if anybody would wear the hope diamond or add it to the collection i feel like zach would Zach would, I feel like he would wear it. No, or he would make Aaron do it. Oh, poor Aaron. No, don't do that. No, no, Zach, Zach, you like, I will have it at the museum, but Aaron's gonna go pick it up (laughs) 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 for sure. And Aaron, while you're there, we're gonna leave some, um, some merch, some Stormy Willow stamps. You can take be in there with the diamonds. That's right. That's right. Just you know, if you don't mind, put that on the slate sheet, that would be phenomenal. Thanks, guys. We look Dang. forward to working with you on the Travel Channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're having so much fun, adventures. We got some adventures. You wait. You wait. It's gonna be like Pee Wee's Playhouse for <laughs> real, but <laughs> haunted. <laughs> Dude, I I just imagine this is probably not even gonna make the episode, but I just imagine like. If we all had to share an RV, Zach would be like, man, you guys fart a lot. Your feet stink. Like, he'd be, like, so offended by us. Yeah, kind of like our dad is. Yeah, like, you guys stink. That's probably... I feel like we would probably get along really well with Zach because Zach's so much like dad. Like, we'll wear some sage. He'll smell better. We, like, put him in a headlock or something like we used to do dad or, like, kick him like we do dad. He would just fart on him. Like, you think that stinks, buddy? <laughs> I mean, we're just sweetening the deal. Be like, sh- with sh- us. Sh- do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, he would probably be like, girls, 
I'm trying to get some sleep. Kind of like, I'm okay. I'm here and pee in this Gatorade bottle, but that's disgusting what you guys just did. That's kind of like on um, what time we went to see a concert <laughs> in Atlanta and Adele took a friend. Um, <laughs> it was a little stiff, but he got all mad at us because we all like started farting and just being silly. He's like, he got so mad. He's like, seriously, stop farting. And we were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We were like way too old to be acting like that. But like me, you, Steve, and Amanda were like dying laughing. He's like, stop it. I need to rest. We have to go home in the morning. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Zach. I mean, if you ever decide to share RV with us or go on any ghost adventures with us, we would totally do that to you. Like, we would be like, we would just treat you like we do our dad. Yeah. This is the Storm and Willow podcast, a lighthearted. <laughs> sorry dad because i know you would love it you'd love it you'd have so much fun we'd be like the sisters you never had yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh adele that was a great story really uh, that was an exhausting story to cover and a lot uh, of history insane. there yeah a lot of history well do we want to spin our wheel shit yeah we do oh yeah we do all right you see that wheel I see it. See that wheel? Wheel of paranormal activity. All right, let's spin it. Spin it. Oh, it makes a noise. Or is that you? No, it's... Yeah, I'm going... uh. I was impressed. I was like, um, your voice game is on point tonight. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Lore? Lore. Okay. Are you good with that one or does it I'm suck? good with it? You good with it? I'm good with it. Are you good All with right. it? I'm good with it. It's not my topic. <laughs> okay. I'm totally cool with it. So uh yeah, cool. Next episode will be lore. We're not sure when that episode will be, as we have a lot of shit going on, guys, in a good way. Yeah. And yeah, so we'll either do lore next week or we'll do a special episode next week. We hadn't decided yet. So uh, we will let you know. Yep. Sorry, I just got lost in my own navigation. Trying yeah, to I was, I'm, I'm looking I'm like, at Adele. where Adele. the hell is it? I'm looking at Adele's notes. I'm looking at all kinds of stuff. Oh, you're still, oh. I. Your notes are so much neater than mine. <laughs> okay, it. there we go. Well, th- yeah, so we'll let you guys know if we'll do a special episode um, next week, or if not, we'll cover lore whenever we're back to our regular scheduled programming. But we do have some really exciting stuff to share with you all. Uh, cannot wait. Super excited. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun end of spooky season. It is. It really is. It's awesome. And I guess we'll leave you with stay safe. Stay curious. And never trust the living. Oh, the living too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! And just just ask for cheap jewelry from here on out. Just don't even take this. Actually, don't even ask for cheap jewelry. Just ask for like Stormy Willow stamps. (laughs) Ask for Stormy Willow stamps. It's an excellent mini stocking stuffer. Start collecting stamps. And we will send you some free ones. We'll send you some. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We got we got you covered. I mean, we only have like a hundred of these, so oh, you, better get, yeah. you better order them now before supplies run out. Yeah. I'm sure they will. They will. They definitely will. <laughs> I'm manifesting it. <laughs> Here we go. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Do something fun this week. Do something spooky and have a blast. Or just take it easy. That's what I'm going to do. Not me. Well, we're obviously a yin yang. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Happy Halloween season. Later, taters. Bye.